Hey, everybody, this is Scooter. If you're shopping on Amazon, why don't you use our Amazon link, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon. It'll take you the same Amazon, same prices. It'll just give us a small percentage of your sales. And that really does help us pay our uh, recurring expenses every month. It is a huge help. And, uh, you know, if you're using it for a charity or uh, a school or anything, use that first. But if you are if you if you shop on Amazon anyway, just go sleep with me podcast.com slash Amazon in the US. Thank you so much. Uh, hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep, well welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm gonna do the rest. And if this is your first go a couple of times here, like to, what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up at night, whether that's what's running through your brain, what your body's doing, what your feelings are doing, whatever's keeping you up, whether it's thinking, stress, pain, you know, some sort of uh, emotional turbulence, whatever it is, I'm going to try to take your mind off them. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones. I'm going to use pointless meanders. I'm going to use, you know, pregnant pauses, like a vocal thing, whatever I just did. And that wasn't even on purpose, believe it or not. And that's why I'm saying, geez, I was born to bore, you know. And uh, I'm gonna just try to I'm gonna try to come over. I'm gonna be your friend, and I'm gonna try to take your mind off of things. Uh, but the catch is, and this is the good catch: why this podcast works for some people. No, no commitment or effort on your part. So I'm, it's kind of like a friend's coming over. But in a lot of cases, you know, you say, "Geez, you're coming." That means they gotta like uh, at least pick up the like the piles in the living room. You know, I mean, is it, do I have to offer this person a cold beverage, or can I just give you some? That you can, I mean, it is my best friend. And I see, just, just well, how long are they going to be here? Because I really was looking forward to, uh, you know, j- just wasting some time on the internet, and I can't really do that if they're so. All of those concerns. You see, geez, I just like to lie in bed and stare at the ceiling for a while. And I know you're coming over, so I'm going to come over. You know, I'm going to reach my voice and my hand across the deep, dark night here. And I'm going to come over just like a friend. But, geez, you don't got to make me anything. You don't got to talk to me. You, here's the best part. You don't really even have to listen to me. You just kind of listen. You don't even need to mostly listen. And there, I won't try any tricks. Obviously, it's a podcast, so I won't stop and say, hey, are you listening to what I'm saying? And this is not possible except for the government to tweet at you tomorrow and say, hey, wh- what color was uh, Brenda's vest? And they say, who the hell is Brenda and what the hell vest is he talking about? Or like, who, what was your favorite character? And then you don't you don't have to go through the awkward thing of making it or feel, any feelings. You, none of that's going to happen on this podcast. You don't even need to be aware. You know, obviously you say, just turn it on. But after that, you just let my lulling, soothing tones. I'm still trying to come up because it's not active listening. It's not passive, reflective listening. There it is. We got it. You know, it's unavoidable if the podcast is on. My my sound waves are going to hit your eardrums. Just reflect. They're going to be reflecting. Your brain may or may not process them. But you don't got to worry about keeping, you know, you say, Jesus, 
don't, you know, don't try to make any sense of it. I had this squirrel metaphor all ready to go, and now I'm trying to figure out how to fit it in here. But you, like, so, and I guess I should because this is my dog. But so there's this squirrel, right? And that started living in the, the empty lot next door to my apartment building. And I'm pretty, you know, you can't really tell a squirrel's motivations, but I'm pretty sure the squirrel likes to give my dog a hard time. And my dog, you know, no one's ever sat my dog down and been like, Here, here's what a squirrel is, you know. It's not a threat, but it's also not a toy. Uh, and, yeah, this squirrel's going to kind of make fun of you, seemingly make fun of you, do that stuff with its tail, you know, stay just out of reach, jump from tree to tree. You know, don't let it get to you. You know, no one sits down a dog and says that to you. And no dog that I know about would sit you'd be. They would just stare, they'd be like, are you giving me some food? What are you talking about? I thought I heard you say treat at some point, but I have not seen any treats. And then your dog might say, okay, are you going to pat my, are you going to scratch my backside or what? Uh, here, I'll get, I'll, I'll turn around and you're going to no, 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 we're talking about the squirrel. You know, I don't want to just stress you out. And actually, I tried all that with my dog, and that's what happened. And then I said, I tried, I, I, I tried to talk to the squirrel, but it just, you know, moved. But then I was watching the squirrel. I've been, you know, I've been trying to experiment with stuff for the podcast. I've been trying to, in the morning, in the evening, spend a little time just looking because I can't sit and meditate. So I've been doing a little bit of squirrel-tation, watching this squirrel. And the squirrel really looks like it's having a good time jumping from tree to tree and stuff. And so I said to myself, I said, Jesus, can you come up with a metaphor for this? Clearly, this is, I'm trying. Uh, but at bedtime, it's kind of like sitting your dog down. There's like all these thoughts in your brain. And they're kind of like both the squirrel and the dog. There's thoughts of you jumping around like the squirrel. Then there's other thoughts in your head, like the dog either trying to bark at the squirrel or shake the fence, and the squirrel's like, I'm not falling off this fence. And then you're like, I'm trying to freaking go to sleep. And then the squirrel's like, well, I'm going to be bouncing around all night. I've got so much energy. This is great. And for some reason, a lot of us, not all of us, lack the power. I know I do. And I think it's because it's just an internal thing. We can't just sit everybody down and say, okay, you know, parent, brain, you know, brain bot, parent, brain bot, you know, conference or whatever. Let's all sit down and talk. Just like trying to sit down with a dog and a squirrel, you know, which I, like I said, I tried. It went, you know, badly. And I even designed a little chair for the squirrel. And then the squirrel just knocked it down. I said, why'd you do that? And if, I'm sure if the squirrel could talk, it'd be like, I don't know what the hell you're, I'm a squirrel, dude. Like, what the hell are you talking about? I said, well, I made you this chair. And he said, well, right now I'm just a projection of your mind, but just so you know, I don't know what the hell a chair is, okay? And I'm just running around jumping here. And I actually, this is what I'm doing independent of your dog. And I said, wait a second, what? You're not harassing my dog? I have this whole narrative going about you and my dog, and then my and you, my dog, I think, has her own narrative. And he'd be like, no, 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 I'm a squirrel. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I got like four brain cells in here. You know, I'm looking for nuts, I'm eating nuts, and then the rest of the time I'm having a great time. And they say, wait a second, they, 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 they say, you don't worry about anything? No, I don't worry about nothing. I'm a squirrel. Well, what about the nuts? 
I got the, you know, my medulla to do that worrying. And actually, I don't worry. I got nuts or I don't. I, you know, I eat them or I don't. I store them and I eat them and I try to go get more. And that's why I live in California, bro. Plenty of nuts, you know, other stuff. Uh, but, but I don't know, you really, one, you can't have conversations like that with a squirrel. Two, it's rare that I can have a reasonable conversation like that with a projection of my mind to project it onto a squirrel. Three, at bedtime, especially when you're tired and you need to get to bed, all that's out the window. Uh, so taking all of those things into account, this is what the podcast tries to do what I just did unintentionally was to take your mind off of whatever's going through your brain and then siphon it off to a squirrel and a dog and me trying to make sense of it. Like a little distraction so you don't think about what's going on with you. You don't think about what has you up worrying. Instead, you just kind of pay attention to me. The rest of the worry worry parts of your brain are kind of like, well, this guy's got the worst metaphors I've ever seen in my life. And I would say, yeah, keep an eye on me. Keep an eye on me because I got more coming, maybe. Uh, so that's it. I want to over-explain it because I already got lost in something there. And that's what happens during the episode. But the, but the other side of it is if you can't sleep, if you say, geez, I'm trying this podcast, I kind of like you. I don't, I don't dislike you. I'll be here. I'll be telling a story. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be doing my best to amuse and soothe and have a little fun, see where it goes. Just like in the mornings and the evenings when I'm watching that squirrel. You know, my dog gets irritated, and when it becomes a projection and I try to discuss things with the squirrel, you know, when it messes up my chair I made for it, I can get irritated. But sometimes I can just kick back and watch that squirrel in the tree. And I would say, who the hell needs the Dalai Lama? No offense, you know, Mr. Lama. I probably do need you in double time. But I would say, yeah, I'm not good at this breathing. You know, I can focus on a squirrel. I can't focus on my breath. Uh, that's the straight, straight honest truth. Uh, so if, and I'm glad, I'm glad you came by. You know, try this podcast out for a few times. Obviously not for everybody. I thought this was a guided meditation. He's talking about a squirrel in a tree. Yeah, well, it's a misguided meditation, you know. There you go. There's another made-up, you know, we got reflected listening and misguided meditations here, and we got them galore. So I hope I help you fall asleep. I'm glad you're here, and that's what I'm going to try to do. And if I can't help you fall asleep, I'll be here to accompany you, you know, through the next hour of your night and try to soothe you, try to calm you down, make you smile. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll have a little fun. Who knows? All right, thanks for stopping by. All right, uh, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepingmepodcast.com. You can find older episodes there. You can find almost all our episodes on iTunes. You could subscribe there or Pocket Cast or Stitcher, whatever uh, uh, your preferred method of podcast delivery is. Those are the best ways to, to, to get the podcast up because you can subscribe and then the podcast just is automatically downloaded or streamed to your phone when you want it. Uh, but if you want to get hold of us, you can comment on our website. You can email feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can uh, get me on Twitter at Dearest Scooter or on Facebook. And Twitter and Facebook is where I try to post bloopers and sleep-related articles and stuff like that. Uh, also, We also have a new show, Sleep to Stranger, a new version of the podcast without the intros. 
And that's on iTunes, Stitcher, and Pocket Cash. Just go to uh, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash strange or strange android. Even though as I speak right now, the website is down, so I don't know what's going on with that, but uh, it should be fine. And this is, that comes out Monday and Wednesday nights, older episodes without the intros. So just in case you don't like the intros or you need a little bit extra sleeping material to be there for you. Uh, so that is the... Trying to think any other housekeeping. We have like an unofficial Facebook community you can join. You just go to sleepmovepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. And that's run by over there by uh, Laura, Jennifer, Julie, Rachel, and Lida. And they do the moderating over there. And that's where you can share, you know, sleep tips or if you're having trouble getting to sleep or you want to talk about you know, teddy bear, you know, do a teddy bear poll. I don't know if they do teddy bear poles there, but maybe you could say, hey, you know, how about a tiny bear pole? What the hell, people? Uh, so that's at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nuts. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful, who does our music. He's got a podcast, Sounds Like an Earful. I want to thank uh, Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork. And then over on Twitter, I want to thank uh, Misconduct for spreading the word about this show. Lasso Tabasco for saying hi. Dan H. Aaron. Aaron. And Casey G. And then over on Facebook, I want to thank Maggie, David, Jess H., Justin, Laura, Billy V., uh, Caleb, Julie C., Alexandra. Uh, thank you all so much for saying hi. And sharing the podcast. And then over on, uh, what do you call this? Oh, oh, this is YouTube. I'm still learning the ins and outs of YouTube updates and stuff. But I got a wonderful, wonderful interaction with Silly Pinky, I think. Silly Pinky, who said, geez, so that was wonderful. Thank you. And then I heard from Mine F and Vain Glory too. I want to thank them. And then over on iTunes, if you have a chance to review the podcast on iTunes, it'd be great. Just go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. Uh, but holy heck, I got a lot of people to thank. Thank you so much. I want to start out with Big Head 54 I don't know. We, we got one review from a Big Head. I don't know if this is a different Big Head. Or if this is an update. But Big Head 54 says this podcast goes great with cannabis. And I would say Jose Miguel probably agrees with you. And boring in all the right ways. If you got to be boring, right, it's got to be in the right ways, ideally. Thank you, Big Head. And uh, uh, looking forward to season three of Silicon Valley. And then Sandman 0838. Great way to sleep. Sandman, that's it. I can retire. If the Sandman listens to this podcast... That's about to, well, maybe it's it's a, one of the Sandman's brain bots of the 0838's a giveaway. So one of the, part of Sandman's brain listens every, almost every night. Only thing is that sometimes the opening music wakes Sandman up. It, but maybe that might be an earlier, earlier show, though, to Sandman. But email me and let me know. Or check out Sleep to Strange. Oh, boy, he just keeps it. Heidi 102. I think I used to listen to Heidi 102. You're listening to Heidi 102, where the rock keeps rocking. That's Heidi 102. Point, well, that was 102 point something. But Heidi says we're the best podcast ever. That's so nice. 
Can't make it through a podcast, uh, but Scooter understands. Thank you. Uh, then we got a nice review from Joe F., who says the podcast is brilliant and amazing. Wow. And they've been listening to a month to clear their head and drift off. And they listen to the day, uh, the, 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 during the day to, you know, say, geez, well, some people like these stories. Scooter must put a lot of work into it. And I do, you know, to, to dull you or to keep you company. Or if you like, maybe Joe F. was one of the people who said, well, geez, I got to watch, watch some paint dry. So, so that's great. Thank you. Then we got another review from Swice Girl. So nice. I said it's Swice. They just set that up. So you thank you, Swice Girl. That was so nice. I'll, say, I'll do the joke Swice. Or that was so nice. I'll do the Swice joke thrice. <laughs> oh, thank you. You will sleep so begins. A calm voice. Favorite is the after the glass slipper. It usually takes 10 minutes to fall asleep. And thank you. So Swice Girl says, give it a try. Thank you. And then Craig Project says, thank you. Scooter has been listening for months. I wonder if this is, uh, which Craig, I wonder which Craig this is. Because we got multiple. There's a lot of nice Craigs that listen to this podcast. Maybe one day Craig Mason will listen to one of my heroes. But, uh. This is Craig Projects, who's, as you know, quiets the anxious mind and helping Craig through some stressful nights from work. And that's exactly the, you know, reason to do the show. So thank you, Craig. And I hope, he's, I hope your projects, as long as they're for good or for, you know, you see, whatever your projects are, I hope they work out good for me and you. And for everybody else, you know, we'll see. So thank you. And thanks, everybody, for taking time to review the show. And let's get on with the show. What do you say? All right, everybody, it's a trending Twitter Tuesday. It's been a while since we've, you know, had a tr- official trending Twitter Tuesday. And I said, Jesus, I guess with me being out of town, tonight is time for a trending Twitter Tuesday, if I've ever heard of one. And it feels like return to the roots because last year at this time we were doing uh, trending Twitter Tuesdays on Sunday, and now it's Sunday again, and we're doing and we're doing trending Twitter Tuesday. Let's see what the day. It's, it's September twentieth, so you'll probably be hearing this in about a week and a half. Oh, I forgot what time it was. Shoot, I think it's. I want to be done recording at seven, so it's probably like six something or seven, and I'm just starting the tale. Yeah, bad news. Six six forty five, but that's fine. So, uh, uh, so I got my trends here, and actually I, I wrote them. I did a little P and P action. I wrote them on a. So I paused it and I put them on a little card. And if you're out there and you listen, you say, "Hey, when I, I want to be a part of this trending Twitter Tuesday, just uh, do do something on Twitter, a picture, a saying, something goofy, and just put pound Silvertone hashtag. Oh no, the Silvertone." Uh, hashtag the silver tone and I'll get it and I can use it in the show. And I know tonight's Emmy night, uh, and, and a lot of people watch award shows to relax. I think Andy Sandberg is hosting and he's a very likable, funny guy. I like him a lot. I uh, probably have, a, you know, a little twinge of jealousy and I know someone that went to high school Right around the same time as him, I think maybe they went to the same high school. Or maybe my friend went to Oakland Tech. I think Andy went to Berkeley High. Uh, but, you know, all reports are that he's a great guy. 
And I think I saw one thing about the Emmys, uh, because I don't know a whole lot about the Emmys. I know John Hamm's hoping to win, and I know Modern Family usually wins. And I think that's the extent of my Emmy. But I know Andy Samberg said, well, geez, he likes to watch award shows, so he's happy to be doing an award show. And I hear great things about his show, Brooklyn Five, Brooklyn Nine Nine, or Brooklyn Five Five. Uh, but it's, you know, I say, well, geez, I, I've been trying to relax more, you know, trying to figure out all this stuff, life stuff. And I said, oh boy, I gotta, I gotta do some serious unwinding. And I know, I know, maybe a decent amount of you are new to the podcast, so you might be like, well, how does a boring man relax? How does a boring man unwind? Or you might say, well, how is this scooter, you know, his scooter's intriguing, you know, is he interesting? And they say, well, how does, I want to know more. Tell, tell us about yourself. What do you do for fun? Well, I have a dog. Her name is Koa, K-O-A. Lovely, lovely dog. Brown nose, pit bull, mix, maybe. And sometimes you might hear her get out of, you know, she she's kind of got the, they say the dog and the owner. So she may have some, you know, neuroses related to being my dog, which includes, like, you know, getting in and out of bed uh, and uh, nibbling on her paws. But we're also best friends, you know. She said, how do you get a neurosis? Well, yes, unfortunately, I'm best friends with this nutty human. And, uh, so, you know, they say, well, geez, what do you guys like to do for fun? What is it? What does a boy and his dog like to do? Well, our, you know, our main hobby is listening to Knox. You know, nothing better than a weekend night. And people talk about the different communities on the Internet, the different pastimes where you can find uh, compadres, people that share your enthusiasm, fellow enthusiasts, you know, hobbyists that say, geez, I'm into this rare thing. And how can I, you know, or or some business people say, well, geez, you could exploit that by, you know, creating a niche or whatever the hell they call it. And me, 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 me and Code were part of a niche uh, enthusiast group of people called, we're knock listeners. And you might say, well, you, what is that? And some of you listen before this might be recycled. Uh, but it's pretty simple. You know, we're, we're, you know, they talk about radio and podcasting being theater of the mind. Well, let me tell you. Listening to Knox, real world Knox, our our RWKs as we call them, uh, and, and this brings up another subject of the other you know other Knox enthusiasts. I would say me and Co are dipping their toe our toes into that, but let's cover. You know, you kick back, and you get you know you say, "Geez, you go on one of these sites, you know, Knox Sharers," and you know, I don't want to. That's a made up name, clearly. Where people exchange knocks, and I prefer myself hard knock copies, you know, because then you know it costs more money, and you say, "Well, geez, how do you know?" Well, you have to trust, or it, maybe it's something about the art and artifice. They say the fact that the knocks come, and lately I've been getting buy my knocks on cassette tape. Which and they said, well, "Why don't you buy it on vinyl?" I say, uh, "Hello, uh, reality check. How the hell are you going to record a knock on vinyl?" And uh, you know, you got people just like any other into photography, you know, you know anything. I say, just you got people that say, "Well, I like my knocks recorded this way." I'm a digital, you know, I'm in the digital, whatever it is. I, you know, I'll take them as they can get them. 
But if I'm putting my hard-earned money down, it's for 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 hard knocks, like uh, hard hard knock copies. And for a while, it was you know when I first got into it, it was tapes, and then it was CDs, then it was digital sharing, then it became like, well, I think I put you know. I think I'd rather get the, the CD copy because then someone might put, you know, a little story on the cover or, any you know, or stories or people do artwork or they just wrap it or they have their secret knack names or they're not. And I'm not going to share my secret knack name with you or my dogs. You know, it's not Knackmaster 2000 because obviously, you know, Someone already had that. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, what was I going to say? I think I had a point. But, so we, we, what do you do? Oh, that's what it is. We, you know, we sit and we listen to the knocks. And I'm sure some of you are spitting up your milk and cookies right now and laughing. And that's fine. I know it's a different thing. But there's ways that you say, well, Jesus is soothing different knocks in different ways. You know, and you can, people will say, well, geez, I prefer this type of knock or this type of knock. And I'm a random knocker. I say, geez, give me some knocks. Ideally, give me a subject or a geographical location. And if you, you know, if you can, can include some pictures so I can say, well, geez, it was a dark, you know, dark and misty night. And then listen to the knocks. I don't know. I think it's something in my lizard brain or something in my, you know, Neanderthal. And they said, well, geez, people didn't knock back then. And I said, well, I don't know. It soothes me. I think about the stories. I think just beyond that door, there's someone knocking on the door. Now, clearly, this is a little bit of an illusion, you know, because we don't have I mean, a lot of the times, you know, people who are knocking for work will tape their knocks, you know, as a second stream of income. But then, you know, you'll get knocks and they say, well, geez, how good is this knock tour? That's what we call them, an actor. And, and, and then there's a whole other thing. But let me finish this point about you know, you think about who's knocking on the door, who's beyond the door. And maybe you don't even have to tell the story or think about the story, just the fact the story's there. And me and my dog will just look at each other, you know, kind of like a couple of, uh, I guess, philosophers philosophize. I don't know, has there ever been a cartoon philosopher dog? Because my dog could probably do that. But, you know, we don't have pipes or smoking jackets or a fireplace, so this is what we do. And and we don't, you know, she's a dog. I'm a, a podcast guy, so it's not like we're talking about you know the human condition, but we're but we like to be close to it. I don't know if that makes any sense at all. And you know, we had gotten these Eastern European knocks, and I had recently got some knocks out of Crone that a listener sent me, Crone, Germany. And I think that's cool. So the Black Forest, or there's more than one Crone, and it's K-R-O-N-E. And it was just so nice that they sent me those knocks. And it was, lo- and I said, well, geez, I was thinking about the Black, you know, it just unwinds me. And then uh, the other thing, knock tours, I want to get to that. There's like audio drama is this thing in podcasting or old radio uh, probably the most famous uh, podcast, I think, is like Thrilling Adventure Hour. I don't know if Night Vale is an audio drama or not, uh, but, you know, those are like people, like a, a stage play for your ears, you know. And there is that, like, uh, fictional knocking. 
where there's a story. And, and I, I, I would say, and some people might tell me to stop, but I would say it is an art form. Uh, sometimes maybe unintentional art, or some, but, but to listen to someone constructing a story only via knocks. And I could tell you, see, some of you were like, wow, now I understand why you got a boring podcast. And I said, well, I'm not into the, 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 uh, knock, I don't know. We don't, uh, so they, some people call it Nakia drama. And I say that is the worst name. I wonder, you know, knock drama. And I say, don't knock it till you tried it. <laughs> uh, but there is something I appreciate about it. And I appreciate the effort. And then I'm curious. And I, but for me, it comes back to this, uh, curiosity of like, well, what was the artist's intention? But then I always start to picture, like, geez, what time of day is it? Is it you know, I come back to the moor. You know, what what was the season? What was the air like? What did the porch smell like? And you say, well, geez, all that from... And they say, well, no, no, you're not... It's just like you're dipping your toe. You know, I'd say, but I don't try it because I don't want to, you know... It's my thing. I don't need everybody getting into knocks and driving up the price. And, uh, you know, obviously, no offense to the world of humans, but I know there's a lot of hucksters out there. I don't need anybody, you know, saying, oh, I'm going to make a bunch of money off these knock enthusiasts and, you know, put out, you know, flood the market with crappy knocks or, you know, I got a digital, you know. If 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 you're saying, well, geez, I'm going to morph some knocks or something or, you know, remix it, that, that I could I could listen to that. But please don't exploit my love of knocks, you know. So that's the average evening. Now, one other hobby that I haven't let people in on that me and my dog had to go away. Because, you know, I get myself in trouble sometimes. And I was, you know, I was trying to say, geez, how else could we? And I said, one of my, me and my other dog's hobbies. And it's like, you're going to say this is weird too. Broccoli races. And you say, I'm sorry, what? And I say, well, something I made up. So me and my dog may be the only people in the world that do this. And But we have broccoli races. And, and maybe races is the wrong word, which unfortunately it'll come to pay off of why uh, it's a wrong word. But my dog loves broccoli. And, you say, and that's the truth. She loves broccoli. She would eat it until she got sick. So I have to... I dole out the broccoli, you know, in, in safe amounts, and she she she, she thinks it's a dog treat or a, a special thing, and that's a great thing because then it's like, well, I'm gonna eat some broccoli, you're gonna eat some broccoli. That's that's a good problem to have, and I think my dog probably prefers raw broccoli, but every once in a while we'll steam, you know, steam some and then put it in the fridge, and I said, well, geez, why should I just give you this broccoli? You know, if it's now dinner time, and she said, well, geez, come in, come on, I want some broccoli. So I came up with this great, you know, my dog loves to run very fast. And and she loves broccoli. So I said, well, I think I think of a broccoli races. Let's do it. And she says, wait, did you say broccoli and running? Let's go. And so my dog will sit, you know, say, hey, sit, sit. And then I'll put the broccoli all the way on the other side of the driveway. And we'll, you know, we got like a little parking lot behind our apartment building. So it's got some room. And then I'll say, go. And she'll throw herself, like, or her, she'll throw herself forward with such force uh, that, that it's just like, like literally like she's shot out of a cannon towards this broccoli. 
and she'll go at it like a million miles an hour, and then she'll eat the broccoli. Right, yeah, can you believe that? And then we'll do it again. And I call it broccoli races only because she she never slows down. I mean, she'll get tired after a while, but usually you can't give a dog so much broccoli, it would wear her out. And then I'll do it, you know, in smaller amounts, but, you know, her eyesight's not perfect or her smell or whatever. But I've never, I, I, I said, geez, you, like, it's literally like she, I don't even know how her body does it, but it's like, boom. And she goes at this rate, like, and I said, this for broccoli, huh? Uh, but that comes too close to, like, uh, broccoli racist, uh, broccoli racist. And so I was pitching someone on it because I said, well, geez, what if we work together here and we get a YouTube channel going? And they said, you should, and they said well, what do you want to do? I said, broccoli races. And, and they said, oh, they said, well, this scooter, they said you were out there, man. And they said, broccoli races. And I said, yeah. And they said, all right, we'll, we'll start working on it. And I said, well, I, it's done. We just got to, I mean, there's no, like, you just do, you just do the uh, YouTube stuff. And, and I said, I'll do the, I'll do the, I can do the film and you do the editing and, the, and that crap. But I, I said, and they said, well, can you explain it to me? And then they said, never mind, never mind. I think I, broccoli racist. And I said, broccoli racist. Yeah, broccoli racist. Uh, so you can see where this is going towards disaster very quickly. But by big because of the confusion, and then you'd say, "Well, Jesus, how would your mind process that?" Because you say, "Well, Jesus, did you see Scooter's live show? Yeah, he did about forty-five minutes of broccoli races." And even if I said broccoli races, you say it, it would take you a while. You say, "Are you racing broccoli?" I don't understand. You say, "No, it's just my dog running for." Well, that's a dog running for broccoli. It's not a broccoli race. And say, "Yeah, but it's a. It's more fun if you call it broccoli races." Uh, but so this guy got also, and then it was like whoever the hell that uh, got Growly Dream Giant works for. I think they got it mixed up, and I said, I, I said, I don't know anything to do with that. Once I found out, I said, no, no, no. And they said, well, it's got so much irony. And they said, you could do so. They said, you got to do it now, man. I said, no, no, I'm not. I said, it's racist. My dog just goes after the broccoli really fast. And I said, no, no, no. I, I said, I've hurt people already in my life. You know, I've been close-minded. And I said, I, I said, it's it's not a... They said it could be it could be hurtful, and I said I see what you're saying. I said I see the potential that you're seeing, but when you've seen a dog chase after broccoli with joy in its eyes, you know you have to say no to broccoli races, racists. And I said it kind of feels too cheap to be on. And then they, that was it. Me and that that was a potential collaborator. collaborator collaborated and i mean it, luckily like it, it didn't become something like i think there was this thing pig gate or something so it didn't become broccoli racist gate because you know i i also have a you know a rougher side so i said you know i told the guy i said if you use that and i said either one i'll you know and he said well you're like a broccoli a-hole and he said this has nothing to do with broccoli our bro you know they said, I eat broccoli, by the way, so just imagine, you know, and he said, imagine what? I said, I, I have a bad attitude, so drop the broccoli. 
never I believe it or not, I heard to say that to my dog. She's never gotten in trouble where I've said, drop the broccoli. And you say, and maybe, I, I hate to, to reach too far, but do you think that's ever been said on the planet Earth to a dog, drop the broccoli? He said, well, probably. But uh, I said, Jesus, if you could teach you, it would probably be best one of those frozen blocks of broccoli. Uh, but anyway, back to the knocks. That's just another hobby that, that, that we do, broccoli races. And so I say, geez, you got to know me there. But it wasn't that long ago where I said, it was just this past weekend where I said, man, we got to relax. I, I, I've got too much worrying. And I need to be in the moment. I need some knocks, Koa. We got to load up some new knocks. And I had, you know, I had just this thing was those chrome knocks that someone had sent me. And we put those in the tape layer, and we were listening, and it, well, we had the extra tape layer hiss. And even the person that did it said, flip over, the, you know, at the end of the first side, it was good. And they, those, they say, well, geez, how do you know it was legit knock? They say, well, we have a, a thing, the WWE knock, and they say the worldwide enthusiasts of knocking, you know, of knocks. WWE Enoch, and the head is called the Enoch. But so there we were listening to Knox, and ju- just like what always happens is that you know what I say, I get I get some, I get into the moment, and then there's a knock at the door, a real you know a real world knock, RWK as we we call them, and so I go to the door and I say, oh geez, I wonder if it's um. They said, I wonder if it's, what's his name about the uh, Spackle, the present hider, you know, or Spackle from the story, you know, maybe we're going to talk about present drops, which was an invention maybe we've worked on to say, you know, not save Christmas, just improve it, presents drops, uh, present drops, which I think the episodes are actually in the Sleep to Strange feed right now, which is a simple solution, uh, presents that you drop out of a dropper and then they become regular size. Uh, you know, what do you call it? Like, uh, what do they call it when it's uh, hanging in the solution? A present suspension, liquid present suspension or something. I don't know. We're working on it. Or hopefully, that's what I said. Maybe Spackle's got some prototype action. I opened the door and there's a woman standing there. And it was a woman that seemed familiar, but I, I couldn't quite place her at first. A woman from my past, my, my distant past. And the name popped in my mind, I had Carol, and then I said, okay. And I went through a couple of Carols from from when I was growing up. And then I said, no, and then I said, oh, God, it was my piano teacher. But she was the same age as when she taught my piano, which I would say, when she first started teaching to me, she was probably 50. After teaching me piano, month one, 60, you know, however many years I took piano lessons without ever practicing, uh, because I'm a, ter- you know, whatever. Then she was, she, she was, uh, she was beyond aging because not, you know, it was the damage I did to her spirit and, you know, love of piano. And so I said, oh boy, t- you know, time to pay the piper. So I was kind of speechless because I said, and she seemed, uh, 
slightly ethereal, but not in a not. She didn't look threatening, and she never really did. And I couldn't play. I, but the thing was, I couldn't think of her name. I knew. I think her first name was Carol. To be honest, I don't even know. And I said, "Hello, Carol." And she just kind of looked at me still. And uh, she said, "Have you been practicing?" And she, I said, at first she she sat for a minute, and then she laughed. And I said, "I said no, no, but I still know chopsticks." And that was, I think, I've talked about piano before. And I was from six kids, and I apologize to all my siblings that never got any music lessons because of me. But I was the oldest. And whatever the experience, my parents said, well, "Let's get you get let's see, let's get this kid some piano lessons." They had, you know, and there was a lady that taught it right on her street, uh, you know, at her house. So I, I don't know, you know, how much money I, my parents' money I wasted, and it was like a bunch of other kids that would take piano lessons from her, and she was a perfectly kind woman. She did her best with me. But I, I, I don't know. I, I have a problem with saying no. And I had no, like a lot of people, I said, well, geez, is this, could I play guitar if I do this? Oh, yeah, yeah. If don't, you, you'll be able to play guitar. Uh, and I think if you practice was a thing that got missed there. And, or if you like piano. And I said, geez, no one, every once in a while, my dad would listen to classical music if he was driving somewhere on the weekend sometimes. Uh, but other than that, it wasn't like we were classical. Maybe have a little bit of classical music now and then. But so there was a disconnect uh, with the. But, but I don't know. He said, "I mean, especially now. I mean, who would have known?" Your parents said, "Jesus, just have a kid do something boring. You know, piano's too flashy for him. You know, let him stick a Lincoln log in his mouth and stare at that thing." The squirrel. Well, you know, parents are always trying to help. And then they said, well, Jesus, we'll figure out this kid, and then we could get it right with the rest of the kids. And what they realized is piano's not for our family because uh, I also think maybe I did stuff to the piano itself, and I don't know where the piano came from or where it went. Uh, so I feel bad about that. But, but here I was, modern day, my piano teacher's standing there, Carol. And I say, what, what can I do for you? I think I know her last name. I don't want to say it publicly, but I think I just remembered it. And she says, uh, Judy Garland wants to speak with you. And I said, oh, boy. And I immediately knew because I had called uh, uh, Julie Andrews, uh, Judy Garland, uh, for Dorothy. And I said, I hope that's... And I said, well, uh, I said, uh, well, I said, I don't even know if she's a miss or missus. And I said, well, she has my apologies. And she said she would like to see you. And then the next thing you know, uh, she waves her hand. And a, I don't know the difference between a baby grand piano and a grand piano. But this was one of those big-ass pianos, like the dude from Mac tonight sang. And it was being care- It was suspended from these eagles. And I said, let's go. I said, I get to ride an eagle-bound eagle piano. And my dog just watching this whole thing, clearly wanted to get back to the Knox. I said, go, go ahead and listen to the rest of the Knox without me. I got, a, I got a garland to deal with. And I could see how that'd be confusing for a dog. You say, geez, why do you need the eagle? You know, it wasn't propelled by eagles. It was carried by eagles. And, of course, as soon as we got up there, I started singing. I think that was a song from, uh, I carried on. 
on eagle's wings. I think that was a song I learned in church as a kid. It was Catholic church that I went to when I was a kid. Make you to shine like the sun. And then I, I sang, uh, you know, when beneath my wings. And I, I kept making jokes to the eagles, but they were really ignoring me. Uh, obviously, they were giant eagles, of course. Clearly, they had a piano with a piano teacher and, and a former student. And I got to tell you, folks, if you ever get the chance to fly by piano, the the, the is that an ebony sheen to a piano reflecting the moonlight? Is like nothing you've ever seen. Like when you see the stars reflected in the wood of the piano. And you're lying there with a woman you made weep and, and probably have multiple nervous breakdowns. You forget to even apologize to that person or to be, or you, you're so nervous and you say, uh, but anyway, you know, we look at the city, you hear the flap of the eagles, you feel, I felt like a character, you know, from one of those uh, movies, you know, with flying eagles, any of them. And, of course, I was doing, like, uh, Leo DiCaprio and Titanic-type stuff, like yelling. I don't know what I was yelling, because I don't know what he yelled in that movie. But then it took a while. And I said, are we going to heaven? And I said, because I wasn't even clear if that was around. And they said, I guess it would be bare. I mean, I guess we're being carried below eagle's wings. And she didn't say anything. And they said, well, what is Mrs. Miss, what, 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 Judy? And she shook her head. I said, what does Miss Garland need with me? And she said, W-A-T-T-B-A. I said, W-A-T-W-A-T-B-A? And I said, does that have to do, is that a complicated way of apologizing? I said, I could have just written her apology letter and like thrown, you know, thrown in the ocean or something. But I said, if this is what offending uh, Judy Garland does for you, I said, geez, she better watch out, you know, uh, because I have a podcast. I'm going to tell everybody about this ride on the, and she said, she said, you'll tell no one. And I said, well, okay, so if I do, if I, if I, will I have to apologize? Will I have to go see Miss Garland, answer Miss Garland again if I tell everyone about riding on the Eagle Bound piano? And she said, have you had, have you had enough fun? And I said, I, I said, no, this is great. And then I said, I was right. And she said, don't rock the piano, Andrew. And I said, oh, boy, we're right back at piano class again. And then I said, okay, I said, listen, I'm I'm sorry about um, the piano stuff. I said, I don't know what I was getting myself into with the pianos, and I should have said no. And I probably told a lot of lies to you and my parents. And I know my parents had these six kids, so they were really overwhelmed, and they they didn't have any way to, to make sure I practice, and I didn't have any intention of practicing ever. And I was like, I wish I would have learned that uh, the pain and discomfort was just in my mind of doing, and I said, maybe it wasn't, you know. And I said, well, you were trying to make a living as a piano teacher, and I know it didn't seem like it was easy. And I said, by the way, you had the best cookies at the recitals because we had so many recitals uh you know, that I played chopsticks at, and then she started to cry. 
which had happened many times at my practices, so many times, because that was all I ever, I think I learned to play chopsticks and maybe one or two other things, and that was it. And then we're talking like four or five years of piano lessons. You know, kind of like therapy. It's like four or five years of therapy I've learned about my internal critic, and that's it. And then, I mean, maybe a borderline personality. But, but I said, I'm sorry I didn't practice. I'm sorry. I said, I feel like this is deja vu, though, except with the eagles and the giant piano. But I said, W-A-T-T-B-A. I said, A. I said, I said is, is, is uh, Judy Garland mean? And I said, and, and I said, I'm sorry. Like, my brain gets these things mixed up, like I said. Luckily, right now, my brain's fire, and I know that Joan Crawford, Julie Andrews, and Judy Garland are different people right now. I mean, I said, you know who should play Judy Garland? Emma Thompson. What do you think about that? What do you think? And she cried some more. And I said, well, I'm used to this. You know, I said, uh, I said, it shouldn't be something new. I said, is there a, I said, well, she's not Dorothy, right? So it doesn't have anything to do with Wizard of Oz stuff. I said, is L. Frank Baum involved? And she, 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 she had stopped crying. I said, that was kind of a joke, but is he involved? And I don't know if there's an L. Frank in there, so that might have been. And I said, you know, he's from Chenango, New York, where we're, you know, not that far, just hours away from where we're from. But this was mostly just because she was crying. I was trying to think of stuff. And at one point I got the, one of the eagles, and I said, hey, pay attention, you're flying this freaking piano here. You know, this is not your business. And then the eagle kind of glared, you know. And I said, you guys know anything about Judy Garland? Because I don't know the first thing. And I said, I know she has a beautiful voice. And I said that real loud just in case Judy Garland was like listening in. And I said, what would you have done if I didn't answer the door? I should have just got, I said, to you, I said, are you a spirit, uh, Carol? And then she was crying. I said, well, and I said, well, this isn't a dream because it's, it's too sweet to be a dream. And I said, and I feel too, I said, I said, your dream, your tears are too real to be a dream, right? Is this a dream? And she cried some more. And I said, uh. I said, only one way to tell if it's a dream. And then I hopped on the piano. I played chopsticks, and I messed it up. And I said, it's been a while. But I said, okay, okay, I said, I'm sorry, Carol. I, I said, Carol, I'm so sorry. I was just a child. I don't know what I was doing. And to be honest, I've repeated these mistakes my whole life. Of, uh... And I said, but I'm trying to change. And I said, could you just give me one thing to help me deal with? I said, is, is she going to yell at me? And I noticed we were passing through some clouds. And I was still like, uh, I said, well, Jesus. I said, obviously we're not going to heaven. I said, I, I don't think we're going to heaven. And, you know, when you start uh, doing this stuff, you say, well, Jesus, where the hell are we going? Uh, and I said, these, you know, those eagles were real. And I said, is this a... And I said, you know, what I could use right now is uh, Richard Dawkins. Like, he wrote all his books that I didn't read, just like he didn't practice piano. If he, if he was here, at least I'd be able to bounce some ideas off him. And I guess like Sam Harris might be, I said, but she said, I don't have his number or anyway, don't know him. And he, he, I said, speaking of which, somebody I could use as a backup on the sleep podcast, very, 
uh, lulling, soothing voice on that guy. And hopefully I didn't get his name wrong. So then it's now I've got him and Garland against me. But I say, Carol, can you say, because clearly the eagles, they started circling this giant uh, cloud. And I said, crap, I wish there nowhere to hide because there wasn't any trees or anything. It was just like it looked like a cloud landing pad. And I said, Carol, can you just please tell me anything? And she said, W-A-T-T-B-A. I said, uh, and then I said, is that some trick, trick about the G flat? Or I said, all dogs eat bones. All dogs go to camp to eat bones. No, good boys each eat fuzz, fudgicles, right? And she said, she was, she, she didn't even cry anymore. She was, and I said, I'm not kidding. I said, every good dog deserves a bone. Every good dog has fur. I said, I know it's not W-A-T-T-B-A. Oh, boys. And I said, what the hell is it? And I said, oh, man. Oh. And then she just walked off. She just hopped off. The piano landed. She hopped off the piano. The uh, Somehow the, the eagles shed their uh, harnesses in the... Harnesses just floated the air so gently and dreamily that I uh, I thought, I said, well, that was nice. And then Carol was gone. And I said, W-A-T-T-B-A. And then I was just kind of sitting there. And I, didn't feel, I said, man, I said, uh, I really don't know what to expect here. And then nothing, no one came. And then I was hitting the piano. I'm so terrible at it. It just sounded horrible. And it kind of reminded me of the futility of dealing with that situation. I said, well, there's nothing I can do about the piano right now. Uh, that's far in the past. I said, well, I could try to deal with this Judy, Judy Garland situation, though. And I said, geez, I wish I knew if she was dead or alive, and Julie Andrews. And, Joe, and I said, well, at least I know... The lovely, and I said this, I said, well, at least I know I'm not in trouble with the lovely Joan Crawford, the, you know, wonderfully, uh, you know, so nice from everything I've heard about her, uh, Joan Crawford. And then that kind of put me at ease because then I pictured Judy Garland's face and I said, well, she seems so nice. And she used to talk to Toto so nicely. And then I noticed I was sitting on the, uh, piano bench just swinging my legs, you know, my back to the piano because I said, well, geez, that's in the past. I have to leave it in the past. But then I noticed the, uh, uh, piano bench was moving downhill. And I said, oh boy. He said, I'm in a cloud and I'm moving. And then it was picking up speed and then I was holding on to it. And then it was going over bumps and I said, okay, somebody's having fun with me. And then it hit a bump, and I tumbled head over heels through a cloud, rolling over, and I said, okay. He said, maybe I'm in a dream. Okay, maybe I'm in a dream. And they said, W-A-T-T-B-A. -B -A. And I said, B-A Baracus? What Baracus? What Baracus? And then I, like, next thing I know, I landed on a cloud. And then I sat up, and I said, okay, wait, what? And I said, the why thing didn't help me. But I said, I was saying all that nice stuff about the Lollipop Guild. 
And I said, that's who helped her get her start. I could use a little help here. As I landed on some landing pad, I said, it was a, I said, can I get a lollipop guild? Nothing. I said, is anyone here uh, to represent the lollipop guild? And there was nothing. And I said, wait a minute. I said, what, what material did I do? on? I said, well, you know, what do you guys make lollipops, sell all? And then I started doing some. And I said, well, this is an empty spot. And I said, follow me. And I said, well, that's probably, I said, well, Jesus, that open source jet or whatever they call it, follow the yellow brick road. Follow the clouds, you know. Follow, follow, because all I want to do is help Judy Garland with and find out what she needs, yo. And then when I said yo, uh, someone said it with me. And I looked across the cloud, and who was standing there but Drake? And yeah, I mean the famous Drake. And then I said, okay. And then next to Drake was this guy, Super Dave Osborne, who was also on Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm not exactly sure of his actual name. He was also on Arrested Development. And I think his real name's Dave Osborne, but I'm not positive about that. But I said, Drake and Dave. And I said, do you guys my lollipop guild? And they, they they just scuffed. And they said, "What the heck is it?" Oh, I said, "Lollipop Guild told." I said, "What am I supposed to do, boys?" And they said, "W A T T B A." And I said, "I'm not sure what that means, guys." I said, "Do you have anything simpler that's not uh, cloaked in mystery, like uh, like a yellow brick road, like follow the yellow brick road?" And they and they said no. And I said, well, do, you, do you have a song like Drake? Is uh, is it come on Drake? Uh, what uh, what 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 what? And I said, she's I don't know. I said uh, I said who's Drake? I said Drake, who are you feuding with right now? Are you are you one of you? Don't you got a lot of feuds going? And I said, I never would have thought that. I said, I'm so lucky to have you and Super Dave Osborne as my uh, my lollipop guild. But I said, I don't know where to start. I need your help. I need both your help to help Judy Garland. Or I said, is this some sort of... Uh, I said, I just got Judy's name mixed up. And I said, I don't understand. I said, could, could we call back the the Eagles or something? And Drake said, why don't you lie down, man? And I said, you said that, like, kind of aggressively. They said, so that makes me, you know, not want to trust you. And he said, lie, and then Super Dave said, lie it down. You know, take a rest. And then they started just, like, humming, uh, I guess, like, doo-wop songs. Oh, no, it was, um, uh, Mm, mm, mm. But they were doing it like a two-man doo-wop group, or a mm, bop, 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 ooh. yeah, and it was so good. Boom, bop, 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 boom, bop, chippy chop, chop, tube, top, 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 tube, yeah. And I think I said that's a Hanson song. That's a W A T T B A. And then I noticed that clouds were gathered around me like a mummy sleeping bag. And they were so soft. And I said, this is not going to resolve itself, huh? Without, uh, I said, I'm being, I said, just hours ago, I was listening to Knox. 
and trying to undo the mess of broccoli racist versus broccoli racist. And I said, you guys should put this on Apple Music because they're still doing it. And I said, can you get an Aesop? Aesop. And then I started singing along with them. It's got some fables. Aesop. And the Grimm's, and I kind of noticed I was falling asleep. I was drifting. The clouds were drifting. And I said, well, that'd be weird because this wasn't the part of the... And I said, well, why does it have to... And then I said, oh, boy. He said, I'm reducing Judy Garland just this one role. And I said, maybe I should just go to sleep. It's a wrong part in the story. Uh, in order to, you know, maybe I'll dream of whatever Wadabot or whatever. Ooh, Wadabot, Bob, Bob. It's not singing because of anything to do with the. They said, well, no one's. And, and, and I said, oh, and I could just hear Drake and Super Dave. And Super Dave's got a very nice voice. One of the more parental uh, male comedy actors out there. And I just fell deep asleep on a cloud. A cloud of senselessness, I guess. And I guess I, I don't know what, what's going to happen next. But I know that Judy Garland wants me to fix it. And so we'll be back, I guess, next week to fix things with Judy Garland. Out here on the cloud, it's another trending Twitter Tuesday that went to a place up in the clouds on Eagle's wings, or beneath Eagle's wings. It's so nice and flapping. And listen to Drake and Dave Osborne just singing. And they were dancing, and it was kind of just jiggling the cloud just the right way. And I said, who would feud with you, Drake? Who would feud with you? And they said, well, maybe that's somebody else. I said, maybe, I said, I would never feud with you. And then, then I think there was, then I started dreaming. I said, okay, so that was real. Because then it was like me, Drake, and Super Dave Osborne, and Judy Garland on the family feud. And I said it was, but Richard Dawson, not Dawson. I mean, it was Richard Dawkins. And I think there's a Richard Dawkins who plays football too. So I don't know if it was the, the philosopher or the writer or, uh, but he said, it's time for the feud. And I said, no one is, why do they call it the feud? And Richard Dog, I said, Richard, can I get uh, one of those? I hate Tootsie Pops, but I want to try to find a $100 bill. And they said, it's, he said, it's time for the feud. And then I went up to the stand and I said, well, she said, I guess I fantasize about being on this show. And they said, but this is, you don't host it anymore. I said, uh, I said, it's, uh, it was like, is Steve Harvey still hosting this or somebody else hosting it now that he's, you know, he's hit a new level of fame. And I said, isn't Wayne Brady doing a game show too, like Drew Carey and Wayne Brady? I said, what about the other guys from that show? Yeah, whose line is it anyway? I know Greg Poop, 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 Poop
I know a couple of them are on huge podcasts, but anyway, I said, uh, they said, Simon, and I said, I will not be, I'm not here to feud. And then we, and I was feuding with Richard Dawkins, believe it or not. And then I said, I said, could I go? And then they wouldn't let me go back. They said, and I said, I, I can't, and I said, I knew it was a dream. Because they said, what's our family name if it's Drake, Judy? And then we went back to the part where you're in, the, before the show starts, at least at one point, they had the families and they would show them in silhouette. And then I saw Judy Garland in a silhouette with Dave Osborne on a dirt bike. And Drake was singing. And I said, aren't I supposed to be there? And then I, then they said, first up on the board, W-A-T-T-B-A. Survey says we asked, you know, 100 people, W-A-T-T-B. And I said, this is totally a dream. And then I just curled up on the thing. And I put my head on one of the buzzers and I went to sleep. And I said, I'm no, I don't want any part of any feuds at bedtime. Good night, Mr. Dawkins. And then I fell asleep, believe it or not, deep, deep asleep, on a cloud, in a dream, within a strange event, to be continued soon. Good night.